Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Paul Waldman, and today I want to talk about reality in the age of Trump. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for coming out to our first There was an unusually revealing moment at a recent uh, White House press briefing. A reporter really well. had the clever idea uh, to ask White House spokesperson way, Sean Spicer a seemingly basic question. Just really simple. <laughs> what is the average national unemployment rate? What's what, the average? What, no, Spicer seemed flummoxed. Are you talking about whether or not we include the full... I mean, the Bureau of Labor Statistics puts it out. He talked for a while about how there are different measures and how committed President Trump is to creating jobs. Right, but I'm saying that, that so there's a reason that we put out... Until finally settling on a stirring tribute to the president's profound connection with the American worker. It's not just a number to him. It's about, is someone getting by? Are their wages going up? If you've already forgotten, the original question... What is the average national unemployment rate? The answer is 4.7%. But admitting that would mean admitting that President Trump is inheriting an economy that is in pretty good shape. And that is not Trump's style. America, as Trump has always presented it, is a disaster, one that only Trump can fix. Take this moment from back in the campaign. The unemployment rate was hovering around 5%, but Trump made the claim that those numbers were phony, and in fact, unemployment was not just higher, but spectacularly higher. The worst example of it, one of the worst examples of it, is the phony unemployment rate. The unemployment rate is probably 20%, but I will tell you, you have some great economists that will tell you it's 30, 32, and the highest I've heard so far is 42%. It's easy to see why Trump might find such rhetoric enticing. The worse off the country is, the more winning Trump can claim. When he ran for president, Trump portrayed America as a putrid outhouse of a country, its citizens crushed by despair. And now that he's at the helm, he could just use genuine government data to show how well and how quickly he has turned everything around. He could just point to actual conditions and say, I did that. Just take a listen to this part of his inauguration speech, when he proclaimed that the country was gripped by a crime wave. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. Lo and behold, by the time he stepped off the podium, crime had fallen to some of its lowest levels in decades. Of course, that's because crime in America has been falling since the 1990s. So was Trump's rant about crime just a bunch of lies? Not according to the White House. What some people call lies, Kellyanne Conway calls alternative facts. But the point remains alternative facts? Here's the thing. Every administration tries to shape our perceptions of reality. They characterize their achievements as stupendous and their mistakes as microscopic. They put the most advantageous interpretation on events. It's an American tradition. But you can do that without lying outright. It's called spin. And while it's pernicious in its own way, it has the benefit of at least being somewhat defensible. But our perceptions of reality change depending on who is in power. Political scientists have long known that we tend to see the world through a partisan prism. When our party is in the White House, we're more likely to say that the economy is doing well, for instance, regardless of what the reality is. Nevertheless, with Trump, something different is happening. Over the next four years, we'll find out just how far an administration can go in creating an entire alternate reality, where even the most basic facts might not be accepted by the White House. So far, this alternate reality doesn't seem to be working very well. Trump's approval ratings are lower than for any incoming president since polling was invented. 
But if you're waiting for Trump's followers to realize they were victims of a con, you may be waiting a long time. Trump may fail to deliver, but his supporters will find a way to exonerate him. Step right up, folks. Here's the answer to your problems. Dr. Utopia's sensational new discovery isn't. You see, if you admit you were scammed, it means you were foolish and naive, and no one wants to admit that. So you find ways to rationalize what happened, ways that forgive the con man. But Trump might have more power to bend reality to his will if so many of the fights he gets into were about things other than his fragile ego. Is it really that important to lie about the popular vote or inaugural attendance? This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. It obviously is to Trump. If in the whirlwind of assuming the presidency, Trump is spending his time perseverating on why everyone isn't acknowledging that everyone loves him, it doesn't seem like his effort to spread his alternative facts will be particularly systematic. As long as that remains his obsession, reality might actually stand a chance. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. I'm Paul Waldman, and thanks so much for listening.